I don't think anybody gave us a chance to really win the game. It was an incredible feeling. I don't know if I can put it into words. The whistle blows, the game's over, and you, you almost don't even know what to do. You finally did it. It's just amazing. For those kids to play on national television on ESPN, there's not very many student-athletes that can say that. Okay, welcome to another episode of Leaders and Mentors Podcast. I'm on the campus of Albion College today. had the opportunity to sit down with uh, new head coach, Dustin Buer. Dustin, uh, thank you for joining us, and welcome to the program. I appreciate it. Thank you very much. Absolutely. So the keys have been turned over to you. Yes. A little right. bit of nerves yet? Of course. I think there is every day. Yeah. Well, absolutely. They... Uh, you know, with the, the tradition here at Albion College and the things I know you're trying to accomplish, that's uh, uh, in and of itself going to be quite the task, but I'm, I'm sure you'll be able to handle it. Well, first full season coming up, Yep. correct? Yep. Correct. Taking over in the head position. Uh, with that, can you t- give us a little background how you came into this position, Dustin? Yeah, so I, uh, I went to school here. My career didn't go off like you know, you want it to be, like right. when you when you decide where to go to school. Right. Uh, so I, I was here, had a few shoulder injuries, couldn't get released to play. Coach Rundle, and at the time Dave Arnold, who was my position coach, had brought up the uh, opportunity to be a student assistant. I came to college thinking I'm going to be a politician, was going to go into political science. Now I'm a football coach. It's about the same damn thing, I think, most of the time. <laughs> but I, I think, like, the one thing that going to Albion was the right course of life for me. Yep. Uh, it, completely changed the direction that I was going in my life, I think, uh, as far as when I did get hurt, not knowing what what I would turn to, what I should do, and then having that opportunity, and then that brought up, hey, this is what I should be doing the rest sure. of my life. Sure. Now, you take us back uh, to the early days. You grew up in Deerfield, Deerfield, right? Michigan, yeah. Not many people know where that's at. Not, no, not you at all. You blink and miss it. Yep, absolutely. Two, two I know where it's at. Lights. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Blissfield, Deerfield, that yep. area down there. Yep. Now, you went to Britton-Macon High School? I went to Deerfield, but okay. we were, I went to Deerfield High School before they had combined, they're combined now yeah, to Britton-Deerfield. We, um, we were consolidated in all sports but basketball back then, though, so okay. there was still a basketball rivalry back in the, back in the day. For sure. Small town, uh, is that where you would say your love of football, your work ethic came from? Yeah, I think we had, uh, I was fortunate to play on some good teams, mm-hmm. and so mm-hmm. even in middle school, we weren't combined yet. Yep. And then uh, Britain was always undefeated going into our, the game with Deerfield. We were undefeated. Yep. And we beat Britain both our years. I'll got to throw that out there. Uh, <laughs> seventh and eighth grade. And then in high school, we were put together and 
we had to learn how to be teammates. Most of us had played Little League and, and baseball and stuff like that growing up together. Uh, so I think it was a unique situation. So then the rest of my time in high school from JV freshman year, some JV varsity uh, sophomore year, mm -hmm. we lost three games total mm -hmm. uh, our high school career. That's unfortunate. We came short of our goal. We lost in the regional finals, the state champs, yep. USA, uh, my sophomore year. Then we lost in the semis to Goebbels my junior yeah. and senior year. And the leading rusher in the state was Dustin Lauer, ended up being league yep. MVP here. Yep. One, became one of my best friends in college, too, as well. And Remember. when I first, you know, back in the day, you didn't have social media. You didn't know who you were coming to college with. That's right. So we were moving into Wesley Hall, and I'm like, wait, that guy's coming here? You know, so we always joke about that. And he ended up having a way better career than I actually did or anything. So, uh, but that's kind of unique what happens when you get to college. What other sports did you play, Dustin? I played baseball. Uh, I had a cup of coffee with basketball. It's not really a sport for a short, fat guy to play. Uh, you know, just try to rebound and play hard. Um, and then I just focused on football and baseball. Then I had shoulder surgery after my uh, senior year playing, so I couldn't play baseball my senior year of high school. Uh, and then it was kind of deciding where to go to college. Mm -hmm. I... Uh, didn't want to, the only reason I did, I, I knew I wanted to go to Albion all along. Yeah. My dad really wanted me, I remember watching the national championship mm -hmm. game mm -hmm. uh, when I was in like fourth or fifth grade, not nice. to date some guys, yep. um, on the TV at home being like, you know, talk with my dad, you could do that one day, that could be you. Yep. And then, you know, Albion was it when I was coming out of high school. Look where you're at. Yeah, and look where I'm at now. And the one reason I didn't want to go here is my sister was already in school here. So small school, you're thinking, yeah. uh, you're going to bump into her. And we had to make an effort to see each other. We're a lot yeah. closer now than we were back then. Yep. Uh, I actually had my deposit in at Michigan State as the backup plan if okay. I didn't decide to play. Right. Um, I'm glad that didn't happen. I sure. think I would have flunked out of Michigan State. I want to have people on my butt and, and directing me in the right course. It's amazing how things work out sometimes. Absolutely. You know? I look back at it all the time like I can't believe I'm in this seat. You know, I'm fortunate the age I am to have a you know, yep. a dream job of mine. So absolutely. What your uh, what your parents do growing up? My dad was a social worker. Okay. Uh, still works for the state of Michigan. He okay. you know a lot of work ethic from him and high expectations. He was the president of the school board. Mm -hmm. I didn't get away with anything growing mm -hmm. up. Small town. Everyone knows everything. Everyone knows everyone. My mom worked at the Adrian Train School for a long time, and then uh, she ended up being a uh, para pro for a young man with aut autism for mm -hmm. a while. Before mm -hmm. that was kind of you know, regularly diagnosed. Sure. Um, and so just her compassion for human beings and education. Mm -hmm. uh, my dad's hard work, he mm -hmm. started as just a caseworker to a supervisor to a director of a county, and sure. now he's up in Lansing doing his thing uh, currently. So it's, it's, you know, and then, you know, I had my older sister, she was always getting kind of compared to her. She always worked really hard in the classroom and stuff. She's got a great job now at J.P. Morgan Chase and moved up the ladder pretty quick and nice. obviously gets a promotion right after I get this job to overshadow me one more time. So you kind of played for a, a, at least a legendary coach down in that area, Coach Pete um, DeWitt. Mm -hmm. What type, kind of things did you take away from Coach DeWitt growing up? So we had some good, good coaches down there at the time and, mm -hmm. and Pete DeWitt, the one thing I learned, I thought he was really good at managing a bunch of crazy personalities. We had a lot on our okay. team and, yep. and we had some good players on our team. I wouldn't throw myself in that category yep. like some of the other guys that were really good. Sure. But as far as a personality, I definitely had a personality yeah. and, and you know, we all worked hard and I think he brought us together as a group sure. and 
you know, I really learned how to like the managing the people side of things from him. We and he he called the defense for a while, and we had a D coordinator, uh, Dave Bruce at the time, who was really good at what he did. Mm-hmm. Carl Heydrich had a, he's a superintendent over at Stockbridge Schools now. Okay. Was my. Uh, uh, seventh grade football coach, one of my seventh grade football coaches, and then was our offensive line coach. He left after my sophomore year to head up to Stockbridge as the head coach up there, and uh, he was our old coordinator starting out. He was awesome. We had a guy, Jeremy Bill, was a great guy. He's the athletic director at Hudson High School okay. now. Baseball coach there has done a great job. Sounds like a great lineage. Yeah, yeah. Sure. It was. We had some really good guys to look up to and learn from. A lot of the guys on my team are, are coaches now. You know, uh, one of my, our quarterback, one of my best friends is the. Uh, uh, head basketball coach, golf coach at Onset High School. Um, the defensive coordinator at Siena Heights University was our was a running back linebacker for us. And it, Definitely, a, a bunch of uh, uh, people were involved in leadership, involved in mm-hmm. education, still doing that. Yeah, absolutely. Head coach at Clinton High School was a tight end guard for us. Defensive end Jeremy Fielder worked his butt off, and, and it's just crazy kind of seeing that's the direction we all decided nice. to go. But I remember sitting at. Maska's house on Thursday nights or my house and we'd watch film of who we were playing again one last time have dinner together and that's what we did for fun you guys are diehards yeah we were we were we were nerds it said a lot about you then coming up here and and and, and the position you're in now so let's 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 kind of dovetail on that so coach DeWitt was able to take a lot of different characters as you'd say build that chemistry I'm going to kind of segue into the next question I was going to ask you. It seems to me, watching from afar on, uh, in the stands, you're able to do that. You are a player's coach. You have a lot of energy on the sideline. Yeah. And I know you've gotten that feedback. Oh, yeah, for sure. Whether it be, as I've said, chest bumping with Coach Wassel or high-fiving players or running on the field. And you, do you have a get-back guy? I need one. Yeah, I definitely. <laughs> the, the refs know me by name already in the conference, and it's, not necessarily because I ride them, but more of it's always, hey, hey Dusty, back up. You need to back up. You need to back up. So Where's that high octane come from? Just your natural I, energy? Just, love of just, the game? I or? love football. I love watching players improve. I like seeing players accomplish things they didn't think they could accomplish. Sure. Uh, I love seeing them have success mm-hmm. and know that you played a really small part into their mm-hmm. successes mm-hmm. and, and, and through teaching, yeah. um, I think that's where it comes from. You get real excited when guys have success. Yeah, that's great. Okay, so let's let's talk. I don't want to get into too many X's and O's here, but let's let's just talk for a minute here. So Albion, as you know, even back in your playing day, was was really oh, well, was a lot of schools in, in the MIAA Division Three, basically five yards in a cloud, three yards in a cloud of dust. Right, okay? for sure. You've really opened that that scheme mm-hmm. up. As a lot of schools nationally from division one all the way down to division three um, a number of schools will be you trying or otherwise how much convincing did it take you know to coach rundle to get him to do that to want to open up that offense i know you were probably just itching to do that right talk to me about that transition and you know i think one thing about craig rundle is he was always i think a step a kind of a step ahead of far as far as where to take based on the personnel you're starting to get. And it was actually his idea, mm-hmm. our defensive coordinator at the time when coach was working on offenses and calling plays and I was doing run game stuff and O-line coach at the time, Coach Rundle would come to my office like, I want to research going no huddle up tempo. I want you to do it mm-hmm. and I want you to be the offensive coordinator. Mm-hmm. And I was like, mm-hmm. wow, okay. So 
one thing I had to do is start paying attention to the passing game, learn the passing game really well. Uh, yeah. One thing I probably didn't do a good, uh, good enough job of early in my career because I was all focused offensive line, run game, you know, yeah. prevent sacks, sacks from happening on, yeah. on your end. Um, and it was it was his idea. And then it was all right. We got to find a quarterbacks coach. So Steve Wassel, I think, was our natural. Like he was still playing arena. So yeah. talking him into like retiring. Um, from Arena, he had just re-signed with Tampa Bay at the yeah. time, yeah. Uh, and, and getting him up here, and so we built it. You know, we've had help from other coaches. Obviously, football, you're stealing ideas all the time. Sure, uh, we've had some help in that direction. And then, you know, I look back to the in 2013, the first year we went to the offense. I mean, we were fortunate to win the conference that year, but it took a few games to get rolling. Mm-hmm. And uh, mm-hmm. I look back and look at what we were doing schematically. Sometimes I'm like, wow, we were dumb. You know, we yeah. weren't very smart back Why then. That? So um, we, you know, we've gotten better. And then the next thing that happens is you got to temper what you know to mm-hmm. what your players are actually going to be able to go accomplish. So you have you have some players now. You definitely brought the personnel, yeah, in, and for you can, sure. And it shows, and you can see that. And you have to have that personnel to open up that scheme like mm-hmm. that. For Absolutely. Sure. And you have a pretty good one in your quarterback, yeah, um, Kyle Thomas. Kyle Thomas is a, is a heck of a player, and, and watch the improvements he's made over two years, and we still have two more years with him. Um, and just watching him grow as a leader, watching him grow as uh, with his football IQ. And, yeah. you know, the one thing you got, like, we call him the crazy cowboy because you just never know. I always tell the old line, you just never know where he's going to be or where he's going to end up, <laughs> so stay on your block. And um, he can – he can sometimes, you know, he can, he can make something out of nothing with mm-hmm. his legs a lot, which mm-hmm. is a nice thing to have. And sure. sometimes it's his own, to his own detriment, you know, where he'll come off reads quick. But he's gotten a lot better at that, trying to become a better quarterback. I saw it even another step forward this spring. Being a former assistant yourself, how do you delegate responsibilities to your staff? I, 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 it's, you definitely have that confidence in your staff, but... Do you basically go into it with the idea, hey, I'm just going to give them their responsibilities. I'm going to get out of the way. Let, mm-hmm. let the good men do what they can as far as leading their particularly special teams, O-line, whatever. Mm-hmm. Uh, what is your area that you focus on with the team? Well, I think you, you find out what your staff strengths are, sure. and they should offset your weaknesses. Mm-hmm. I, one thing Coach Rundle was, uh, he was been a head coach most of his life. Sure. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I think the one thing, he would do a lot of things that you didn't even know he was doing. So I think that's yeah. the one thing I'm getting used to is, you know, I was Subtleties. involved. Yeah, I was involved. Think, the office things, you know, I was involved in some, you know, equipment things, yeah. and a little bit of everything. But to the extent of, like, now I have a guy, hey, you're going to be in charge of the academics. There's another uh, Justin Sweeney on our mm-hmm. staff. Mm-hmm. Like, he does, he's done a great job with mm-hmm. – uh, he loves recruiting. He's really good at it. All right, you're going to be in charge of the recruiting side of things. He's super – uh, anal about things and mm-hmm. make sure he's mm-hmm. doing the right thing all sure. the time. Things are set up in an order. Uh, brought in a new defensive coordinator, Mark Sheridan, who was a former yeah. captain from us. He's really good with the players and things, so he'll probably end up taking more of a role on the uh, in the academic side of things mm-hmm. with those guys. Mm-hmm. Uh, Coach Wassel spearheaded that campaign and, and has had a little bit more responsibility than some of the others just because we've been here together the yeah. longest until we could get others uh, settled in. i got to imagine part of the, the easy part of the transition for you, if anything's been easy, is that culture has already already been established. It's yeah. here, it's in place, mm-hmm. you know the culture. It's not like you were brought in from the outside and needed to re, right. you know, reinvent the wheel. Right. And one thing Coach Rundle, I think he set he set me up for success. Yeah. And where you know we had a down year and then we were rebuilding off of losing all our guys from 15 um, <clears throat> and we we all took a look in the mirror, what do we need to do better? And one thing he always would say is 
don't worry about repeating yourself all the time of mm -hmm. what your expectations are for the program. Sometimes find a different way of speaking it to keep it fresh, but mm -hmm. re reminding those guys, because we always remind our guys every day, your culture is what it is at that current time. Sure. So, you know, you might have been great for three weeks, but you end up with three guys late to a lift or three guys late to a meeting, mm -hmm. any of those types of things. That's what your culture is at that time. So making sure that they're constantly working on it. But Coach did an awesome job last year of setting the table and, and, and reestablishing the expectation of what it is to be an Albion football player. What are some things that you can tell us in the next two to three years? I, you mm -hmm. can't even say three to five years in today's scheme, but on a whiteboard, if you were to sit down with your staff, what are some, some tangibles that you folks are looking at uh, at bringing, are you, are you constantly looking at new non-conference schedule foes to bring in? Uh, not even necessarily X's and O's. What are some things that you guys would like to do, culture-wise, program-wise, mm -hmm. that you think you are that you know are essential? You know, honestly, to bring you into, if you don't mind me saying, the Mount Unions and and right. and Wisconsin's uh, uh, ball game. What are you? What are some things you're looking at doing? Yeah, so I think one thing. Obviously, is recruiting and to keep mm -hmm. finding ways to get better recruiting. Mm -hmm. We've we've gotten better. Uh, we've we've reached out, had some help from an alum down in uh, Florida, yep. where he's kind of lives there now. Mm -hmm. He's from the '60s, mm -hmm. and he's like, "Hey, you need to come down here." So we start going mm -hmm. down there. We'll probably have nine of those guys from the 941 area code uh, on our roster this next spur, uh, fall. Uh, we so I think recruiting outreach, getting better players, getting on them sooner. The D3 recruiting. Recruiting in general has changed so much yeah. that we got to start earlier. So that was one thing we wanted to do. I think the next thing is we do have a great uh, tradition here. Mm -hmm. and, and, yes, I can talk about it for my mm -hmm. time here. Mm -hmm. Coach Wassel can. But hearing it from other people who went through it and have been a part of the, the, the best years and what they're doing now at this point in their life. So getting them back involved with whether it's having it, we're going to have guys come speak to our kids during throughout sure. camp to talk about the tradition and what yeah. it means to be an Albion football player, what it did for them. Uh, I think those are the two biggest things right now to just keep reestablishing who Albion is. You know, I think we have a lot of uh, momentum after our recruiting class going forward. we got a great class coming in, uh, good numbers, but good talent too, you know. So I think people are kind of taking notice a little bit of some things that we're doing. And it's a copycat thing, and you're going to see other people try to do the same, so we got to stay ahead of the curve. It's easy to do that for as a parent to sell them on it from South Central Michigan, but what do you tell that parent? from two states away in, in Florida. What do you hang your head on? I'm going to give you the opportunity to kind of sell the program a little yeah. bit here. What are some things that you tell could tell a parent that you're going to do for their son uh, to make sure that you're taking care of them, to sell the program? Mm -hmm. What are some things you would say? Relationships. That's yeah. number one thing. So yeah. you got to build a relationship with the player, but yep. you got to also build it with their family. For sure. And, and, and getting a kid to come that far away from home is, yeah. you know, they don't have the typical, I can drive home on a Friday afternoon and, and, and have dinner with my parents, go watch right. my high school team. Right. It's knowing that you're going to be there for them, you know, and, and, and showing through actions of mm -hmm. carrying out different responsibilities mm -hmm. through the recruiting process, mm -hmm. making sure they're accepted in a timely fashion, making sure, hey, if you do this, we'll get this done type stuff. I think that's the one thing. And, and then you, you act on it when you have the opportunity. Like, you know, the first kid we got from Florida, yeah, he had a he had a concussion at one time, and mm -hmm. you know I didn't do anything, but I went and sat with him in the hospital for a little bit, and and that made his parents even more comfortable. And then the word spreads, and next thing you know, you're end up with more and more kids. You know, we it adds we, up. It definitely does, and. You know, it started with him, and then we got a transfer in at the beginning of this semester who's going to be a really good player for us. Uh, 
and they were high school teammates, and then it spread to other schools there, yep. and their coaches are starting to get to know me. You got to win the yep. coach over first, That's and right. so you're not. They don't think you're just some random guy coming in trying to steal kids. Yeah, and he's an extension of the family. Absolutely, you know, high school coach is an extension of the family, and if you got that trust, you're absolutely right. It builds on it from there. Yeah, for sure. And so I think the big things relationships. The next piece is you know, selling the outcomes of people who've come to Albion College, all right? Yeah. This is what this person's yeah. doing. This is what your son's thinking about doing. Yeah. We have X amount of alums doing this type of thing. Right, so. right. You've been around Albion, the program, mm -hmm. for a while. This is a very, you know, the last three, four, five years have been very fluid. A lot of things changing. Mm -hmm. Have you found you've gotten a good amount of support, uh, not only from the AD, Matt, but also from President Disler, so on and so forth? Yeah, okay. absolutely. And, and I think the one thing that, uh, Dr. Dissler's done is he's kind of he's changed the culture of our campus a little bit and and it's completely different on a diversity level mm -hmm. than it was when I was in school you know mm -hmm. um, and I think yeah. that makes certain guys way more comfortable coming to school like a place like that and that's what I and he's trying to change the perception of what our town is that was sure. something that beat us and, and sure. th there's a yeah. lot of great alumni Doc Dobbins has done an unbelievable yep. job of yep. kind of stepping up and yep. you know putting his money where his mouth is and yep. saying this is what I want to see change yep. and I know that's rubbed people the wrong way somewhat, but we weren't going anywhere. We weren't going anywhere fast, and yep. and I think Dr. Ditzler's done an unbelievable job of that. And you know, we've had look at the changes just athletic facility wise, mm -hmm. uh, downtown uh, area is mm -hmm. just showing a commitment. When you can talk about commitment, that's one thing, but when yes. you can that's show it. tangible evidence of commitment, that's another. That's it. Talk to me a little bit about. Your days, I, I can get, get an idea of what it's like during the season. Talk to me a little bit about, you just came off from spring practice. Yep, yeah. Okay? Tell me about a normal day in, in, in uh, Dusty Bureau's uh, uh, off-season mm -hmm. life. You, you, uh, you well, have kids, of yep. course, wife. Talk to me a little bit about yeah, that. Yeah, so a lot of recruiting, mm -hmm. all right? So mm -hmm. from right when the season ends, you, you go to end-of-season meetings mm -hmm. to, all right, setting your schedule to get out to schools to see kids sure. and then getting them to campus in a timely fashion. Sure. You know, World, a normal day might like when when I first took the job. A normal day was probably six a.m. to midnight. You right. know that's right. that's kind of settled down a little bit just because yep. you're trying to get everything and, and get used to everything. Um, I think you know when you're recruiting, you leave you're you're going on the road. If you leave from Albion to go to the east side of the state, which is like yep. our home base really for recruiting. Yeah, we're good in Oakland, Macomb, Wayne County. We're going to be pretty solid. Sure. Um, you might be leaving at 5.30 in the morning, and then you're home by 4.30, 5 o'clock, you know, at the end of the day. And then you, you kind of carve out that time for, like, my son JT's a little yep. older, so, you know, play time with him. And then it's on the phone the rest of the night. So uh, and it's phone calls, text, direct messaging on Twitter. And, like, if I, if I break the rule of play time and getting on my phone, my son... If he's perceptive <laughs> enough where he'll take my phone and throw it under the couch. So um, it's making sure that you do create that time for your family. My wife does an unbelievable job of holding, holding down the fort at home. She, yeah. She's responsible for everything. Yeah. Um, and, and then uh, and the next side of that is, like, she does a great job of when she knows I'm busy and going to be in the office a lot, she'll bring the kids around. So yeah. I, I find ways to create that balance. that balance. You know, we find just find a way to make it work. We were talking about kind of the extraneous staff with, with Matt and with President Dissler. You also have, I know, a lot of support from fellow coaches as well, whether it be probably Coach Egnatug. Mm -hmm. um, you have a kind of a special relationship with Coach May as well. Mm -hmm. Your families are pretty close. How does that work? Do you guys really support each other and in, in what you're trying to do and what you're trying to build? Oh, yeah. Of course, Jody's been here forever, but... Uh, you know, what has he, how has he helped you out become, you know, kind of get settled into the position? Yeah, I mean, I think he wants you to kind of figure things out and not, but like it, the great thing is 
Mike Turner's in town yeah. still, legend. Yeah. Dave Agnetuck's around, legend. I can talk to those guys. You know, Lance Coleman's been here a long time. I can yep. talk to him. You know, recent coaches, Jake DeCole's had a lot of success with the lacrosse pro. I mean, it's just sure. nice to have a lot of coaches mm -hmm. around that you can just say, hey, what do you think about this? And yep. we all do it with each other. We are all we're all bend each other's ear. You know, nice. there's probably no one more happier for Jody. Uh, yeah. Probably a lot of people were than yeah. I was when he won the championship. Kind of got a monkey off of his back in that yeah. regard that yeah. – um, you know, and, and what, how he did it and with, and I watched him evolve and change with the times, you mm -hmm. know, I think he's, he's really worked hard on the player relationship side of things and they, they don't care until they know you care, you know what I mean? And I think he's done a great job. I watched him eat lunch with guys all first semester on his team, which kind of, I think, set up a trust deal for when oh, the season bet. started. And so, yeah, you, you, you talk to each other, you talk about, you, you have similar issues in recruiting mm -hmm. and things like mm -hmm. that. You have all those, but it's so nice to, to have all those people. Like, I can talk to Coach Turner, and that's going to be a long conversation. And Coach Aggie, I could talk to about, you know, the, how he's, he's done an unbelievable job of alumni outreach and keeping fundraising going for his program. Yeah. And, and, and I had both those guys for professors when I was in school. So, like, a relationship, those are guys you look up to. And then Coach Rundle is always there for me. Yeah, I talk to him yeah. as much as I do probably my own parents, you yep. know, at least through text. Yeah. You know, we were texting the other night, and he's like, you know, just call me anytime you have issues or anything's bothering you. I'm always here for you. And that made me feel good, like, because you don't want to bug a guy when he's retired and sure. finally getting away from it. But, sure. you know, I told him. I, I bet he misses it. Yeah. Though. Oh, he does. And we talked about how we miss hanging out, you know, sure. and miss the camaraderie of being yeah. on a staff and all that. It's, yeah. it's unique. It probably won't him to that first game day. I would yeah, for sure. Know. And you know? he's fortunate. He moved closer to us so he can watch his son coach. And yep. Travis is doing a great job down at Sewanee, yep. you know, at a place that's been difficult to win, but he's finding a way to get it done. And, yeah. and so I, it, you just get all those coaches. You and you got coaches, friends, and football that you can call and be like, "How'd you handle this situation?" So, you know, Albion, as we were talking about off camera before the interview, you there's a lot of tradition here. Mm -hmm. You know, you go go back to Coach Frazier, or even before that, Coach Morley Frazier, and then of course Coach Smith, '80s, late '80s, '90s, um, and then of course, of course. Coach Rundle coming in, you, you're trying to immerse yourself in that, mm -hmm. aren't you? In that tradition. It's it's unique. I, you know, I went in recruiting this year, I, I was undefeated as a football coach in recruiting this year, right? Mm -hmm. So the one mm -hmm. thing I would always say, mm -hmm. you all go to a doctor, right? And you trust that they're putting you in the right spot. Yeah. Well, I spent, yeah. you know, I've been around Coach Rundle 16 out of the last 18 years of my life, and yep. he's the winningest coach in school of history. So I feel like I got my Ph.D. in coaching, you know. Yeah. I got to go do it now, though. Yeah. Then you, you – you know, he had a difficult task of replacing the guy who won the national championship and nine championships, you know, and Coach Schmidt. So yeah. you kind of try to, you know, unfortunately Coach Schmidt's not around. Yeah. So how you channel Coach Schmidt is you talk to his old players. And, 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 like, so we've I've gone out to dinner with Kyle Klein um, oh, nice. a couple of times and, 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 or met with, up with him and other some guys who played for him and channel him that way and what he was like, what what do you think he did great. You know, talk to Coach Turner about those times. Coach Aggie coached for him. Yeah. Um, and then you even go back to before. Before him, you got Coach Jarenko, who I had the, you know, I was fortunate to be able to get to know him a little bit because he'd yeah. come check in on Coach Rundle yeah. all the time. Yeah. Um, and then, you know, back to Coach well, Frazier. Morley Frazier. Yeah, and Coach Polnazic. All those guys. All those guys. And, yeah, and even like Greg Piscotna and I have got a really good relationship where we talk now. You know, yeah. it's easier to do now that he's not at Alma, but yeah. like, yeah. you know, but we've always gotten along pretty, pretty well. Coach yeah. Parker, I was yeah. around for a lot of years and love that. <laughs> Uncle Ronnie, I love that guy. And then, um, and, and then, uh, you know, go back to 
I was fortunate that Morley Frazier was around my first two years to understand what it was to be Albion. And, and that guy, <laughs> I still get goosebumps thinking oh. about his speech before we played Hope and we came back and we won. And we were down by like 20 in the fourth quarter. It was rainy. It was Coach Wassel's, gosh, it was 2000. Four, three, maybe, and 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 he gave the speech, and he's talking. And he was sick, and yeah. I want you all to break my hand after the game, shaking. And he was right behind, right by the locker room after the game, and he he was an unbelievable guy. And then his wife Liz is she's yeah. still around oh, invisible. Yeah. So yeah. a lot of legendary people. Yep. You know, Elk and Isaac was still alive oh. when when I was in school, and coming back for the symposium and hearing yeah. how he would talk. And, you know, oh. they just could command respect in the room. You know, so it's just. I, I, I don't sleep on the fact that we have an unbelievable tradition, yes, yes. and I honor I want to honor that in every way possible. Very nice. Very nice. Dustin, usually about this time of the program, I, what I do is just a little quick word association. I'm going to throw a few names out to you. You uh -huh. just get a quick response. Give me a quick response as yeah. to, you know, it's kind of fun to see people's one or two word reactions, but uh, let's, let's go with this and see what you got here. So let's start with, uh, let's start with an easy one. Um, Kyle Thomas. Electric. Okay. Craig Rundle. The GOAT. Mount Union College Football. The Standard. There you go. There you go. Uh, Kate Brewer. Oh, man. That would be hard to put into two words. <laughs> I, I would say, oh, man. I'll give you a couple more. Give me a couple seconds with that one. That, <laughs> that one is, uh, you know, uh, respect, best friend, there you go. all those types of things. There you go. Uh, your parents, Terry and Deb Brewer. Uh, loving and, you know, hardworking. Very good. It's been an honor. Thank you. I appreciate it so much. Thanks. We've had thanks a great a time. Yeah. Great interview. Good luck with the upcoming season. Yeah. I'm sure things will be great. And I'll, I'll watch from the stands from afar. And uh, uh, you, the program is in good hands. I appreciate so, that. For sure. Thanks appreciate again. It. Thanks, thanks a lot, Dustin. You bet. Appreciate it.